Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Ryan, since it's Daytona, it's 4th of July weekend. We thought we'd get you ready for the festivities. So we're going to light these smoke bombs. When they take off, I want you to walk through. We're going to do a cool, like, announcer voice sort of thing. And then fireworks go off. Okay. Eyes on the camera. you got to... As really the sell the camera on this. Give us your Paul Menard serious look. Are you ready? Okay, there we go. Guys, let's go big. I got no fire. Are you ready? Okay, all right, smoke bombs are down. Get ready, Ryan, once I take off, I'll give you the nod. No, they look great. Mine didn't go. There we go. Okay, are you ready? Here we go, Ryan, and ladies and gentlemen, starting first, Ryan Blaney. Look at the camera. And then Welcome to NASCAR America alongside Kyle Petty. I'm Rutledge Wood. We have a very special guest today, driver of the Team Penske number 12, Ford Mustang. It's Ryan Blaney. Yes. Hey guys. Boy, great yeah. intro. Yeah, you're pretty bossy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, look at the camera yelling at me the whole time. You know what? I even got you this slow mo shot. Yeah. I promised you slow mo, yeah. and look at that. Okay. Oh, here we go. When you come through, boom. I'm gonna be honest with you. The smoke bombs worked better than expected. They, yes, they really did. did. They really did. Uh, so that was really good. Great I'm great. surprised it didn't. It didn't tie-dye my shirt. Yeah. I'm surprised, but disappointed. I wish I had a tie-dye You were kind of aiming for it. Yeah. Three of mine went off. Only one of Kyle's went off. Weird. What? I don't think What? That. I don't know. I don't Am think I getting it wrong? Was. Okay, I only I one of my smoke bombs went off. That's all right. Man, thanks for spending some time yes, with us before you, you head down by, to man. Daytona. Oh, it's nice to be here. I hope that own intro is good. Like, you have a big fireworks kind of a celebration there. That would be yeah. that would be nice. Yeah, well, it's 4th of July weekend, so I thought we did it right. And, you know, the July Daytona race always neat. on the lights on Saturday night, and it's a Really great tradition, which won't be around next year. I know, man. Um, Crazy. Different. But, you know, so we'll have to make the most of this one. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Have you recovered from the windstorm at Chicago? A little bit. Yeah, that was rough, wasn't it? It was, um, that was brutal. Uh, you know, we ran 10 laps and then they were like rushing us to get in and, and get back uh, to cover in some garages. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, I've never seen the sky that green before. I've, have you so, ever heard drivers exit your car and run for cover? Yeah. And run for cover. It was weird, man. They were, you know, they were telling us to book it to some shelter and, and uh, they're saying over the PA system, everything like that. And there's fans still in the stands. I'm like, you guys, you guys need to <laughs> they go. They were ready to right see now. that race. They, hey, they paid their money for they the They came back race out fans. early and, and the PA yeah. announcer was yeah. like, no, no, it's not time. Y'all got to go back <laughs> yeah. on the cover again. Yeah. No, it was, it was good, man. It was, um, I thought that race was, was good. Um, I thought, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but um, no, I thought that was a good race. You know, that was, you know, whenever you race, you know, we get a delay like that and you're planning on a day race and it yeah. gets a night, it's, exactly. it's completely changing how hot it was and how much it cooled off for the night race. It was way different, but I still thought Chicago always puts on a great race yeah. and you saw it again this year. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was an entertaining one. Was it what sure. you expected? With yeah. this package on this racetrack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you could use everything. You know, yeah. you just had guys running bottom, middle, all the way at the wall, and you could run anywhere. And it just gives you options. It just gives you lanes. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that place is perfect for it. Yeah. yeah. Let's Good. talk about your trip into the big city. When did you decide that you were going to throw that pitch yes. like the relief pitcher? That was good. Craig Kimbrell? Yes. Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah, so I thought uh, – so I was – <laughs> I, I like Kimbrough. I think he's a, he's a really great pitcher. Uh, I was a little high. Uh, I just want to get it to the plate, though. Right. Yeah, that's know? important. Just aim maybe a foot or two, yeah. a little bit higher than you want to, and just get there. Um, but, yeah, he, he pitched the ninth, um, top of the ninth, so that, I thought that was really cool. And um, they told me he might uh, get his first start that day. So yeah. I was like, oh, I got to do it. And yeah. people liked it. And the loudest that crowd was was when he came out. Oh, 
Oh, the bullpen. Yeah. And he uh, he did a great job. Was that the first time you've thrown out the first pitch? At an MLB game. Yeah. yeah. It's nerve-wracking, man. It's yeah. It's field. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm a Cleveland Indians yeah. fan being from Ohio, but how can you not like the history of that place? Yeah. Amen. You know? so, yeah. uh, and it was a great game. Yeah, the so, great Jeff Gordon called it Wrigley Stadium when he went up there. They told me that, and they yes. said he, he has gotten grief for it ever since. No, whatever you ever, ever since he yeah. said that, he has gotten grief yep. for it, yes. Wrigley Stadium. Real, Wrigley Stadium. Jeff, Welcome to Wrigley terrible. Stadium, people. For the record, when, I, when someone says your name, when I hear Ryan Blaney, I visually think of you in a baseball tee with a hat. Like, dude, that's yeah. your – that should be – if anyone ever asked you to go to something in a suit – you should just show up in that with a baseball tee. Yeah, that's yeah. your jam, yeah. man. Like it's you. It's like you just look yeah. larger I didn't, than I didn't life. Wear that today. I wore something. Well, we yeah, can work. Right. I mean, I the like Lou Blaney Memorial. I, wore, I, I like that too. One of the few times I am not wearing a hat, I did today, and then I have a T-shirt on. So I'm opposite of what you think <laughs> <laughs> about. Yes. But hey, I'm happy to be here with yeah. you. Right, right, Thanks right. for coming anyway. Too, Thanks right? for coming anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, are you ready? You know how this works. We're gonna take some calls. I thought we were done. Oh no, this we're just getting it started. Oh okay. I mean, I know we've been hanging for a while watching soccer game. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Should we go to the phones? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to, let's go. I think we're going to Amelda first. Amelda? Uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. What am I thinking? It's, it's, it's. Oh! Let's go to Carl. That's oh, Carl. Golly, I thought, I thought the world had flipped. I blew it. Down. Carl, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. Glad that NBC's back coasting. The gang's back together. KP Rutt, NASCAR Motormouse, Ryan Blaney. Ryan, question for you. The force has been strong with your teammates, Brad and Joey, this year, multiple wins. Where do you feel that your team has to work or the areas that you are working on to join your teammates in victory lane? I like your question. I like your energy. Well played, uh, Carl. Well played. Well played. First caller every yes, week. First yeah. caller every week. Really? Yeah, every first caller every week. Amazing. I like you. That's Carl. Um, you know, Carl, I think the, you know, they've done a great job this year, and um, they've had you know really fast cars. We have, too. And, they just put together races at the. They just put the end of races together a little bit better than we have. And um, there's a handful of races this year I thought we should have won, uh, and they just didn't work out. And whether it's mistakes, you know, on my end or uh, or things like that, um, they just haven't worked out for us. So they've done a good job, but I, I think we're right there. We just need to kind of clean some stuff up, and and you can go to uh, the second half of the season and try to figure that out. But um, you know, you definitely want to try to get a win or two before the playoffs for sure. Um, just to kind of give you a little bit of cushion, you know, going from round to round. But um, I think we're close. I think we're uh, more than capable of doing it. It's just a matter of kind of putting a whole race together. Good call. Patrick, you are up next. Thanks for hanging. What's your question, buddy? Hey, guys. So I'd just like to say thank you for having me on. But, uh, Ryan, this question is for you. What's it like driving at Daytona compared to the other tracks, such as like the one-and-a-half-mile tracks or even the short tracks? Yeah, well, you know, just Daytona and Talladega. Um, you know, the super speedways, you know, two and a half mile racetracks. And um, even Daytona and Talladega are way different. You know, Daytona's a lot narrower um, than Talladega. And I just feel like you have so much more room at Talladega um, just to move around. And, and, you know, Daytona, it's hard to run three wide. You're pretty tight running three wide. And Talladega, you can run four wide pretty easy. Um, but I think the biggest difference, you know, going to those places than, let's say, a mile and a half, it's just you're working the draft all the time. You have to, you know, feel out the air. And, yeah, thanks for showing that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm sorry. That's wrong. I meant to show a different video. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's my button. bad. Hit the wrong uh, button there. Uh, just, you know, feeling the draft and knowing which lanes to go forward and backwards. Yeah. And, um, you know, side draft. We use side draft a lot of mile and a half, but it's just a different kind of form of racing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not wanting to lift at all. Uh, and you're just trying to feel things out, and, and you're kind of always looking way ahead of you at other cars, kind of making moves. And you're looking in the mirror way more at super speedways than anywhere else, uh, just to see what those lines behind you are doing. Uh, but it's just kind of a different mindset you have to have. And um, but at the end of the day, it's it's racing. You try to figure your way out towards the front. But yeah, each track, you know, from short tracks, road courses, mile and a half, two and a half mile, uh, they're all kind of require something a little bit different. Yeah. Than, real quick, uh, is the is the um, is the tapered spacer throttle response different than the plate? About the same. It's pretty similar. Pretty similar. Um, yeah. Cars draft a lot different with the tall spoiler this yes. year. Yeah. saw that Talladega. The runs are huge. huge. A lot bigger than yeah. what they have been before, and it's harder to block the lanes like you could before. So it's going to make Daytona different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. going to make yeah. it way. You know, the 500 was last year's package. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. You have huge runs and and, uh, and narrow racetrack. It'll yeah. be exciting. Exciting is probably the, the most uh, quiet word we could think of to, to really put that. Uh, by the way, it's going to be a huge show today. I know we're on a little bit late. It's obviously it's yes. Daytona week. Uh, Ryan's going to unveil his throwback paint scheme. 
for this year's Southern 500. But right now we got Daniel on the phone. Daniel, what's on your mind? Daniel. Uh, first off, I just want to say, Blaney, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was just wondering, Thanks, how has this package affected your driving style? Yeah, it's a good question, man. It's a lot different than what it's been in, uh, you know, since I've been in the Cup Series uh, with the reduced horsepower at, you know, the over-mile tracks and the added downforce. Um, I think it's kind of suited me at some racetracks because I have a very heavy right foot, and sometimes that's bad um, to have at some of these racetracks yeah. uh, where it's really worn out and things like that. And when we had the little downforce and you have, uh, you know, it's like the throttle pedal, that can really bite you. And um, this is kind of, I think, kind of played a little bit more into my style of being able to run a lot harder um, throughout the corners and stuff like that. Um, whether that's good or bad, you know, you need to be able to do everything. Uh, but, yeah, it's just you can run these cars so much harder, and that's um, I've always been, you know, kind of just that way. And it's always kind of suited me that the, a lot of throttle time has always been my style. Cool. Daniel, thanks for the call. Yeah, we got man. Doug on the line up next. Doug, what's on your mind? Oh, I was just wondering uh, what the hardest thing that, uh, that ever came, uh, you know, you, you learned about coming to NASCAR and driving those, those powerful cars. You know? What was the hardest thing you encountered? Good question. Oh, the yeah. hardest thing. There's a lot of stuff that's tough. I, I feel like the hardest thing about, you know, the Cup Series, and, and people ask me all the time, is it hard to drive the race cars? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, no, race cars are easy to drive. Mm. It's hard to drive them faster than everybody else <laughs> you can drive race car all day but the problem is you're trying to beat 39 other guys so uh, i think that's the the toughest part is just there's so much competition yeah. on the cup side it's a huge jump from trucks xfinity to the cup series there's so many great teams great drivers crew chiefs there um that can win week in and week out and it's just little tiny things you're trying to find whether it's your driving style or learning what you need in the race car throughout these long races to try to beat those guys yeah I think that's a really challenging part. You can be the fastest guy out there, but if you're not adapting throughout the race to changing your car to what the racetrack's doing, then you're not going to win, and that's something you, you really have to pay attention to. You, 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 said, you spoke a minute ago about how you, you, you felt this package fits your driving style, just the heavy right foot, let's get it done, let's get to the corner. Do you think it, it's kind of like we look at a William Byron, we look at an Alex Bowman, we look at you guys, the younger group. Do you think it's... Help the younger group and kind of the older group, meaning Jimmy and, and some of these guys, look at it and say, hmm, I'm not sure I, I didn't learn to drive that way. I didn't drive yeah. that way. So they're having to readjust. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I feel like it is a little bit easier with this package this year to learn, you know, because yeah. there's so much throttle time. The cars are pretty stuck down to the racetrack compared to what they used to be. Like, especially last year, we were spoilers that big yeah. last year, and now you're this big, you know, so it's... <laughs> It's definitely easier to jump from, let's say, the Xfinity Series to the Cup Series with this package okay. just because it'll be yeah. more similar to whereas, you know, last year when we were going a lot faster down the straightaways and you have to woe up for the corners, um, that was tough to do. That was tough to make that transition. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's if guys are kind of starting out, it's easier for them to grasp uh, than, let's say, a, you know, a Kevin or a Jimmy yeah. um, who have driven all types of yeah. you know, the race cars that um, the – max horsepower to the low downforce stuff and COT cars to these cars. Um, I think it's they've driven just so many types of vehicles and gotten yeah. used to these things, which they're great at adapting. I mean, they're still winning. That's why they're amazing race car drivers. But yeah, I, I do say it's, it's, I'd say a little bit more difficult for them to kind of yeah. keep relearning these things than yeah, you guys coming in yeah. and be like, all right, this is what it is. And this yeah. is like, we haven't driven these cars very long. So yeah, it, I think it's kind of two different, two, yeah. two different things. Great question. We've also got Amelda on the line. Amelda, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I have a quick question for Ryan. <clears throat> I wanted to know, did he ever make it up to Chase Elliott for not inviting him to Hawaii during the offseason? Yeah, you know what? We were talking about this off air. Before the show started. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to set the record yeah, set straight the record while straight. you have? This is your shot. So this is set, your shot. I'm going to set the record straight. Yeah, finally, I'm getting my redemption thanks, here. Thanks, Amelda. He called us out. Uh, well, what, he was talking to you guys, right? Yes, talking to us. At uh, February at Media Day. And a big group of buddies of mine uh, went to Hawaii in the offseason. We always take an uh, offseason trip. Went to Hawaii. It was great. Lovely place. Chase turned that down. He was invited. 
It was invited. Turn that down. Did you turn hear it? Turn, turn it down. It down. Huh. And he said on the air with them, he said he wasn't invited. And he just says that just to say it. And I got so much grief for that. And he also said we went to Disneyland uh, during the week. And he said he wasn't invited to that either, which is a lie. He's a liar. So don't ever say that. Don't invite him. He just doesn't want to do anything. But we did go on a trip to Russia in the off week uh, to watch a buddy of ours uh, fly some planes. But those two things that he said we didn't invite him to was a complete lie on his part. Yeah. He just didn't want to leave his cozy little home in Georgia. For the record. That's a, this is a segment called For the Record. Yeah. So that's no one did not make it. it up to him because there's nothing to make up for. <laughs> that's a great question. Because also, do you know that people sent us hate tweets saying, why would you embarrass him like that? He's obviously, there's a rift between him yeah, and his no, friends. Man, and we're it like, he's it was funny. pretty sure he's just made a smarty pants. That's the funny thing is like, <laughs> people were really legitimately worried. They're like, are you and Chase arguing? Are you and Chase yeah. mad at each other? That's not cool. Yeah. They were, they thought we were not friends anymore. Oh my God. Because of a lie he told. <laughs> Do you know what I appreciate about Chase Elliott? He's like, uh, de- let's see, Disney World, it's an hour from us. I'm going to pass. Yeah, what about I'm Russia? Gonna... Oh, let's go. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. I, so many people would never do that, but... Play but they need more to pay cap fares, so that's a whole other story. That's a great yeah. story. <laughs> we don't have time for that. But coming up, Ryan is going to unveil his throwback paint scheme for this year's Southern 500 at Darlington. Plus, our 50 States in 50 Days tour continues with a stop in the Pacific Northwest and the great state of Oregon. And we want to hear from you. Call us, 844-NASCAR-NBC. Or tweet us with the hashtag, let me say this. Lots more coming up. will score his first career win here at Pocono Raceway. Brian Blaney will win! <laughs> Running down a dream. Boy, that was a great video shoot. Wasn't that a... I feel like we missed something. Did you... Did you point? Yeah, so that was the new. Um, Ooh, that's oh, that's the, the new one. this year. Oh, climb last, last year I pointed yeah. at Bubba playing drums. And they were like, hey, we need you to come from... <laughs> Mount Ulla, down to Charlotte, and uh, yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, point. I was like, all right, what am I doing today? They're like, oh, well, you're pointing. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the hour drive, guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Are that. you saying that he wasn't playing drums at the same moment you no. pointed? <laughs> what? No. What kind of TV magic is that? It's TV, man. It's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a lie. You, <laughs> you looked great. Bubba feels good every time that plays. Yes. Uh, I appreciate yeah. it. He was doing something cool. I was just pointing. <laughs> I, was a, I was just a fan. They, they pinned me as just, oh, yeah. fan of Bubba. Yeah, just a Bubba fan. Yeah, just a Bubba fan. Tell you what, let's continue the trend of doing cool things. Do you want to, can we reveal your paint scheme now? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. let's do it. Um, We got my Darlington reveal. Uh, First time anyone's seen it. We're going to bring it on this show. Uh, And yes. There There it is. is. There it is. Yeah, it's Mikey's uh, Pentola scheme that he ran from 91 to 95. And uh, I think it looked pretty good. You know, it's hard to tell how it's going to look until you see it in person. Yeah. The cars look so good in person, but... uh, you know, that was a, a cool thing that Penzo and Menards let us do. And, you know, Menards let us do um, my dad's old scheme last year. Yeah, so that was been, cool. That been, was really cool. They've been so great in letting us kind of have the reins with that. Yeah. But um, that car is familiar of um, Mean Right mean right Hook. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, that's it. Guys, that's don't it. get a little punchy. That's it. Okay? A little punch like it. We got that yeah. video we can show? But, yeah, we can, uh, show the, we can show the Lake Speed yeah. video. No, we're not going there. Yeah. No. But, you know what? The one thing about that that period of time, and you you the throwback paint schemes, it it always fascinates me. They jump off the racetrack. Man, you yeah. can see them anywhere. You could see Michael's car all those years. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. I think. I mean, that's a perfect sum for Menards and yeah. yellow, and you can yeah. always see that car. But it's, it's going to be neat. We're going to have... Uh, Suit and shoes, the whole nine, and oh yeah, I'm growing you know my hair what? out for it. Too. I was gonna say, fans, let's take this one step further. If you want Ryan to visually look like Michael Waltrip, I need stilts though. Wait a minute, Wait we a minute. can do that. I will say this: if you're gonna pull Michael Waltrip off during Darlington, then you have to wear your hair different every day. Mm. Is because, that what he's doing? Yeah, it's never the same. <laughs> yeah, Michael's like hair is never the same. One time it's parted over here, then okay. it's over here. It's an so, enigma. Yeah, every day. Yeah, it is an enigma. Every day when you come out, it just has to be different. I'm, I'm that's making, what makes him I'll cool. I'll make a note of that. Yeah, please. But, uh, no, please. yeah, that's our scheme, and uh, I'm so excited. But, yeah, Menards and Penzoil, let us do that. And uh, really excited. That's yeah. such a cool weekend. Yeah, it, it totally is. is. Fun and thanks weekend. for it sharing that here with thanks everybody. Let us do that. Yeah, that's way cool. Yeah. I wouldn't do it anywhere else. Yeah, thank Amen. you very much. Let's get back to the, the phones. We got Mike on the line. Mike, what's your question? 
Hey guys, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, glad to see NBC back on the, with the races there. Ryan, a big fan of yours. Looking forward to seeing nice. you back in uh, Victory Lane. Had a question. Uh, uh, it interested me when I saw Bubba uh, at the All Star Race in Charlotte, and I know you were extremely happy for him. How, how did you guys get to be such close friends? Yeah, no, that All Star Race that opened him winning it and uh, racing his way in. That was super cool, man. I I, uh, I was watching it on the big screen out back and. Um, no, he drove a heck of a – the first stage, he almost won, won oh the second gosh. one. Yeah. Uh, really exciting. But how we became really good friends, we just grew up racing together. You know, we grew up uh, racing Bandolero cars together, yeah. Legend cars. Um, and, you know, when you're that young, you know, you're just looking for friends at the racetrack, right? I mean, like, you, I was 9, 10 years old when you're starting to race that stuff. And you're just looking for kids your age, you know, really hang out with. But uh, And then, you know, kind of we went late model racing. We kind of grew apart. Like, he went a different route of late model racing than I did. But then – uh, we came back together in K&N cars and stuff like that, but remained friends a lot and lived really close to each other. But just a childhood friend who I got to race with, who, you know, we're both really lucky to be racing with each other on Sundays, which yeah. is very cool. I've, I've been lucky to have a, a few friends like that you yeah. grew up racing with and your childhood buddies with, and now you're, you're all racing together. So It's a big I'm, deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. But how hard is it to race against them? I, I didn't just, like I anybody when about, I raced. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, you know, myself, Bubba, Chase are all great friends, but we race each other the hardest out of yeah. anybody, you know, yeah. just because you want to beat your friends. You want yeah. to beat, you want to have bragging rights. Bragging right? rights. So, yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, Chase and I have raced each other harder than I've ever raced anybody before. And I love it. You know, it's great to race with people who you can race really aggressive around. And, yeah. and you know, if something happens, it happens. But you, no, you don't, you might cut them one or two breaks early in the race, but you're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna pull over for that person, yeah. you know, when it comes down to it. So that part's good. But it's cool. a big deal. If we haven't said enough, it's still so cool that Alex Bowman won this week and got that first yeah. win. Congrats right. again to him. But let's go back to the phones. We got Marvin Blue on the line. Marvin, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Rutledge? How you doing, Kyle? And what's good, up, man. Rob Blaney? How you doing, hey, buddy? Marvin Blue, what's going on, man? He must be a uh, yes. frequent caller. Yes, he as well. is. The man. Marvin's a man. man. You better believe I'm a frequent caller. Hey, Ryan, I got a question for you, my man. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your favorite uh, July Daytona moments? Uh, and uh, do you have a fast card this weekend for uh, July 4th weekend? Yeah, some of my favorite July Daytona moments. Uh, <laughs> well, Should I, we roll that clip again? Is that I felt like you were. Yeah. Did you want to? Um, okay. Well, was it last year or two years ago? It was two years ago. Uh, uh, Rutledge and I were driving around mm. in the infield uh, on Friday or something like that, yeah. Thursday, and it's hot, really hot this time of year down in Daytona. So everyone brings inflatable pools. And this one family had a gigantic pool, man. It had been four feet, four and a half feet deep. And uh, I did a cannonball in it. So I thought it was good. That was good. It that was, was a good. good it was great. We yeah. played it all year long, man, yeah. because it was just a great, great I shot. Love that. Yeah, we picked them up, and we, they needed a ride somewhere, and I signed their duck. Yeah, that's uh, what I think. They just duck. really wanted you to sign the float, and then I may have whispered, yeah. in your ear, like, dude, if you don't get in there, pool, you're a chicken. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I didn't even finish <laughs> saying chicken, and Blaney was flipping into the pool. Yeah, I learned very quickly. A challenge does not scare you at all. <laughs> no, especially when it involves water and it's hot. I was wanting you to get in. Yeah, I had a microphone on. You look like you're already swimming, though. Yeah. That's oh, true. yeah. I was, I was doing that <laughs> for funny, sure. Funny here. Uh, sure, Jenna's on the phone. Jenna, what's up? <laughs> Jenna, can you hear me? Hi. Are you ready? Yeah. Hi. Let's make some magic. Ryan Blaney hey, Jenna. Here. Yes, I'm so glad NBC is back and uh, fellow Ohioan Ryan. I was wondering, uh, I enjoyed picking you out of a room of bounty hunters on Magnum P.I., and I was wondering if you were going to be on another Ooh. series. Mm. Yes, the Magnum P.I. thing was great. Yeah. Uh, it just, actually, that happened to work out to where I was on that Hawaii vacation. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they, <laughs> minus Chase. And uh, they, so we were in Maui, was the island we were on, and they filmed in Honolulu, so like just two islands over. So it just kind of worked out to where they were like, hey, you want to come film for like five hours? So I just jumped on a plane and got over there and did it. But it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Magnum P.I. is obviously a classic show that they remade. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed playing a little little tiny character on that one. Uh, and will I be back? You'll have to wait to find out. Ooh. What? You'll have, to wait to, you'll have to wait to Maybe. see. I don't know. Wow. About? Man, he unveils his car and floats a teaser out I didn't, here for I, his hey, future acting career. I could just be lying. A TV yeah. tease. That's okay. No, that's you okay. Never, it's a tease, you man. Know. It's a tease. That's you good. were great. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Art is on the line. Art, what's on your mind? Thanks for hanging with us. Hey, okay. Kyle Rutledge. 
and of course, Ryan, how are you guys doing today? We're yeah. great, buddy. The question that I have, and I guess it's uh, uh, going to be directed to uh, Ryan, it's uh, regarding the communication between the driver, the crew chief, and the spotter. And that is, and let me give you the scenario, uh, you're at a track, outside lane is the preferred lane. You're like in uh, like 10th, 11th place, something like that. You come into the pits for a pit stop. Okay, you got your pit stuff done. You're on your way, hurrying up to get out of the out of the uh, out of the pit stall, and you got all these other guys around you. Now, how does the driver get the communication as to, hey, stay behind the 43 because you want to be on the outside, or get ahead of the 43 so that you can get that preferred lane choice? How does that communication get to the driver? And I'm sure all the other teams have different ways, but I'm just curious. I've wondered that for a while. Great yeah. question, Art. That yeah. is a good question. Art, thanks for condensing that into a five-minute question. We appreciate that. Man. <laughs> it was, that was a great that is a good question. question. You know it. It's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, and I like the whole, all the yeah, scenarios. Great scenario. Very, very, very visual. Very visual. So the place, uh, you know, it comes to mind is Bristol, right? You always want to yeah. restart on yeah. the top at Bristol uh, the way it is now. And, uh, yeah, that's tough. You know, that's mainly the spotter counting cars. You know, if you, you know, not, not a lot of all teams do it because when they put that stuff on the bottom lane, it actually kind of evens out. But, um, yeah, you, you spotter be counting cars and he'll say, hey, you know, fourth is behind so-and-so or if you're behind him you're fourth and you might check up a little bit just to try to get that if it's close you're not going to check up from two car lengths yeah. ahead of the guy yeah. but uh yeah that sometimes you know communicates there's that's few tracks that happens probably bristol the most or maybe martinsville um but yeah the spotters they, they are counting sometimes yeah. and uh, that's that's quick though you yeah. know if, especially if you're uh you're coming in under caution uh sometimes you're you don't know if that guy's going to pull out right next to you so it's, it's hard to kind of judge and almost it's up to the driver sometimes to count too. And then that goes all out the window if people stay out. Yeah. You just don't know yeah. where you're going to line up. So sometimes it's just luck. But uh, yeah, there's some of that that goes on. That's a big spotter deal. Did you have a follow-up? No, look, I'm telling you, it, it, it fascinates me. And what is it, what's it like, your relationship with the spotter? Because they do so much now. And so much. I mean, you're ta- now we're talking counting cars. We're talking clearing you. We're talking pit road stuff. I mean, how important is that relationship? Oh, it's, it's really important. You know, I've been I've been able to work with my spotter Josh Williams for since 2015. Yeah, uh, when I started running, you know, kind of part cup and everything yeah. like that, and uh, needed a full time guy. And um, you know, he was around the sport for a handful of years before that. But we're really good friends, really close. You kind of get your own, you know, sense of language. You're kind of your own language, yeah. especially on speedways. Like this weekend, you have to really trust your spotters and. Uh, they're, you're, you know, you're using your mirrors a lot, but they're telling you about what runs coming, what lane is, is really has the momentum. Uh, so you really have to trust those guys, and they have to be very confident in saying and telling you, okay, if it's a split second decision, go to the top, go to the bottom. Um, they have to be confident to tell you that, and you have to trust them yeah. to tell you that. So, uh, no, we have a great relationship. I might get fired up at him out a couple times, but uh, <laughs> he, he knows I don't mean it. Do. Um, but. But yeah, uh, Josh is—he does such a great job, and that line of communication between driver, crew chief, and spotter is—it yeah. has to be seamless. Yeah, we're going back to the phones. We got Jake on the line. Jake, what's on your mind? Hey, Ron, huge fan, love the podcast, oh, uh, listen every week. I was just going to ask, what was the party like after your first win? Well, from what I can remember, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, you got to celebrate your first win for I mean, sure. I mean, that's—it's never going to happen again, and. Uh, so I was living at, uh, it was Brad Kozlowski's old house at the time. I was renting it from him. And uh, it was, I was probably, you know, right across the woods from Dale. And uh, that's a great photo, man. I don't know what time that was posted, but <laughs> it was rough. Uh, that's a good mixture of people between Ricky and Dale and some of my crew guys and uh, blah, blah. But um, so, you know, after your first win, especially, you have to stay a, lo- a long time for yeah. media and stuff like that. Um, so by the time I got home, it was, it was really late. But... Dale, being the great guy that he is, he brought over all the supplies we needed for the evening mm. uh, and had them iced down, ready to go. And I thought that was so cool of him to do that for yeah. me. Uh, and he said, <laughs> you know, because so, he missed a shift. He blew up that race. Yeah. So he was already home. So he said he was watching that race. And uh, he and his buddies, right when it was over, he said, all right, we're going. And they loaded all the stuff up in, in the bed of their pickup trucks and that was just such a fun night. I'll never forget that night. Uh, I had all my team out there. That's cool. It was a lot of their first cup wins too. Yeah. Um, and so that was very special for everybody. And 
Uh, I, I won't forget that. That's, that's a lot of good friends out there having a good time. And it meant a lot for me for them to you know yeah. come out, even some of my competitors come out and, uh, and hang out for a little bit. That's a big deal. Dale Jr. bringing the party for your first win. I, I hope that Alex Bowman has had so, some Pedialyte by this point in the week. I know how he feels, man. Maybe some body yeah. armor. I, well, I don't know because evidently Dale Jr. iced down some maple syrup for those guys. Well, um, his team, obviously you know I mean? big fans of Super Troopers, yeah. decided to do yeah. the maple, maple syrup, syrup thing. Now, well, this is not, for the record, this is from the movie. Uh, <laughs> this is how Alex tried to put it. I saw... The uh, the video oh. of it. Somebody brought somebody sent him chicken nuggets. Oh fries, my gosh! And, yes, and cheeseburger, which is a great point. You got to get got to get a little something to tackle that. Hey, you got to help that out, man. This the syrup thing I've never done, and uh, I don't know if I want to. Do I don't know if I. Want I don't to know do if I'd go uh, room temperature or cold. I feel like room yeah. temperature would be easier. I would definitely not want easier. to go alcohol syrup. <laughs> that's just a not. That's not a good mixture. That's not a mix, that's man. Not, that's feels not a rough. Mix. Yeah, that, that sounds rough, man. Yeah. That sounds yeah. rough. It is time now to get to the comments made by the fans who use the hashtag Let Me Say This. And since Nate isn't here, I'm going to have to help out with this. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. But I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. Oh my God! It gets better every week. You know, I've never noticed that you say. Let me say so this. Much. He yeah. said it on the conference call this morning, morning for this show. For this show, I never say it all the time. That. It was amazing. So Matt Tucker, he said, uh, if you're behind Bubba Wallace on the last lap at Daytona this weekend, do you wreck him for the win? Um, I've never been into wrecking people for wins. You know, moving them and wrecking them are, are different. Mm. Um, yes, they are. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's way different. You know, I think sometimes people think it's the same, but no. Um, if you just move them out of the way, don't wreck them. Uh, yeah, you're going to do that. But I'm not going to hook someone in the right rear to win the race. You know, that's just kind of not how I am. I don't think that's very cool. It's not your style. I like it. We, save that sound clip for the next time anything happens. We're going to see, see a driver say, well, he hooked me and I told him, are two different I'm going to race you the way you race me. So I hooked him back. Which at least we know where the footage came from. <laughs> uh, Jim Schwartz said, what change are you most excited about on next year's schedule? Great question. Yes. Ooh, uh, that's, that's a good one. Um, uh, I like the doubleheader. I'm excited yeah. for the doubleheader at Pocono. That's uh, that's going to be neat how they're going to lay that out. I don't know many many details about it yeah. of how the weekend's going to go, but I think that's going to be so great. Um, a lot of different series are going to be there. You know, Truck yeah. 6, Finney Cars, Us, we're going to race twice. So uh, I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, championship race at Phoenix I think will be different. Yep. You know, it's a little change. And Phoenix, they just redid their whole garages and, and grandstands. That's a such a cool facility now. We were able to see it in the spring. Uh, so those two, I, I think, are really, really, they stood out to me as far as the ones that uh, I'm looking forward to. That's cool. Hey, thanks for hanging yeah, with us. Uh, we're going to get to more calls. Uh, appreciate you waiting with the soccer game. Uh, coming up, we're going to look at this week's race at Daytona. Plus more of your calls, 844-NASCAR-NBC. The way Stuart Haas dominated Talladega last year, I think that directly led to the Gibbs-Hendrick secret deal at the Daytona 500 oh, this yeah. year. Great point. That allowed Hamlin to win. Denny Hamlin wins his second Daytona 500 and wins it for Coach Gibbs in Toyota. Denny Hamlin told us that they weren't exactly going out of their way to help each other, but they were definitely drafting each other with each other. What do you make of that? Where do you get this information, man? <laughs> That's good stuff. I'm going to hate tomorrow, but I'm going to love the rest of my life, I can tell you that. On Monday, following the Daytona 500, Denny Hamlin told Dustin Long about the secret deal between Toyota, Joe Gibbs Racing, and Hendrick Motorsports on how to race against the Fords. What can we expect to see this weekend? I don't. Why don't we ask a Ford driver, mm. Ryan Blaney? Mm. Ryan Blaney, is this secret deal a real thing? I don't know. I want a part of it, uh, personally. <laughs> uh, um, I saw it. I noticed it for sure. But, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, we all learned about it like the day before on Sunday morning, you know, that, that uh, there's chatter in the garage all the time of, you know, who's going to work together. And you never would have thought, you know, the other two manufacturers working together. And as Fords, you know, I think that's what we've done so well in the past is why we've been so successful on the speedways is there's so many of us between yeah. us, Stuart Haas, Roush, Front Row. Um, it's just Wood Brothers. There's so strength in numbers on those places, you guys know. And um, the other manufacturers, they just didn't have those numbers. And so they... Uh, 
oddly enough, came up with uh, a way to kind of try to beat us. And it, I mean, it worked out for them in the 500 and they did a good job at Talladega too. But um, yeah, it's just kind of how speedway racing is now, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, it's kind of like a manufacturer yeah. war, yeah. you know, you're kind of pitted against them. So you, you, you uh, I know Denny said you don't go, or Jeff said you didn't go out of your way to help them. But, you know, I think the us Ford guys, we try to go out of our way to try to hook up to a Ford, you know, yeah. just because you, yeah. you want to try to get in line. I think, you know, Brad, myself, Joey, and Paul, we do try, we try to do a really good job of, of finding each other throughout the race. And if we can get all four of us lined up, you can do a lot with four cars. Sure. Uh, and it, then if you have four cars committed, you're going to drag some people with you behind you to, to help you out through there. So uh, we, we really do try to make a big emphasis on all the Fords getting together, working with each other, pitting together. You see that a lot. You see yeah. all the groups pit together just so you come out on the racetrack and you're formed up really fast. Who, who kind of who orchestrates that? Does Ford sit down with you guys at any given time during during a tapered spacer weekend? Is what it's, I guess is what it's called now during a, during these races. Yeah, I think all the teams sit down. You know, yeah. that's what all the manufacturers do. Uh, I feel like all the teams, all the drivers, all the you know team principals, they yeah. all kind of sit down and make a plan of when they're going to pit, what our fuel window is, and because you just want to be with everybody else. So, yeah, I mean, I think all those meetings go on. Yeah. You know, we have meetings all the time with manufacturers and stuff with Ford. But, um, yeah, those stuff, just it's really important to work together, yeah. you know. And, and those places, yeah, everyone will really have meetings of of kind of morale, of, that's you crazy. know, try to work together. So it's what you got to do. Bonkers. Yeah, that that look, that's crazy because I, I obviously I raced with your dad and we're there all those years. It, it's like your owner would say, help your teammate. And you and you would say, no, I'm not helping him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And now sure. you've got a manufacturer coming in and saying, okay, Stuart Haas Racing, okay, Penske, okay, Front Row. Yeah. Okay, we're going we're gonna to all work together. I, I, it's hard for me sometimes to wrap my head around how the sport has changed in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, you know, I remember watching growing up, and yeah, it wasn't like that. You know, it, yeah. you, it's not, you were just kind of for yourself yeah. and trying to find your way through there. And um, now as... You know how pack racing is now. You just you have to have strength in numbers, yeah. and you, you have to have good people around you that are going to go with you if you make moves. And what better people around you than your teammates? Sometimes don't work out. Sometimes yeah. you get split up, and you hate to dump somebody out. You know, for you to kind of yeah. get your way through there. But it just it happens. You know, yeah. you, you make all these plans before the race, and they rarely go according yeah. to plan. I mean, you guys know it. Just circumstance. And I don't want to dump somebody out, so let's get back to the phones. We've got Trevor on the line. Trevor, what's on your mind? Well, hey, Rut, Kyle, and Ryan. Hey, well, buddy. My question is definitely for you, Ryan. Who is your dream guest to have on your podcast? And would you have either Rut or Kyle on it? And may the force be with you. Wow. Well, I'm glad my name Wow, man, he was man, all encompassing right there. Thank you, Trevor. Yeah. Thank you, man. 20 bucks for that. <laughs> that was a good call. Um, and thank you for putting me on the spot with these two guys. Uh, since you guys had me on your show, I'd love to for you guys to have me have you guys on mine. Mm. Um, Great. Now we don't we don't there? we don't reach near the following you guys have. We're a little bit smaller, so I don't know if you guys oh, want to yeah. come down okay. to my level. Uh, we don't pay at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, somebody's paying you wait, to be here? No, he got paid. We don't get paid. We thought this was like an internship. <laughs> no. We just yeah, show we up know, every man. We we do. Uh, you know, we love to have you guys on. Uh, my dream guests, besides these two, would be. Um, I would love to get Sturgill Simpson on my podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. great call, man. Love Sturgill Simpson. That would Simpson. be good. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, amazing country music artist. My Old favorite. School. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to get him on my podcast. That would so, be really If you're yeah. watching Sturgill. I'm yeah. sure. Come on. Name Please, Sturgill, you. please. You know? Call us. Call Was us. That, did, I, did I see you in the crowd at uh, Zach Brown? This past weekend in Chicago? I was at the concert, yeah. I thought I saw a guy look just like you, but then you have that feeling of like, what if it's just a dude with really good-looking hair? Yeah. <laughs> Do I go say hey or not? So I didn't. Crowd? Yeah. I was, well, I was side stage. Um, I saw you in the parking lot. Oh, why didn't you come say hey? <laughs> you didn't want to come say hey? No, I saw I was, you in the parking lot. I was selling T-shirts cool, that were bootleg. I just didn't, you know, side hustle. Yeah, you never mind. It's, it, was a, it was a lot going on there, but, you know. <laughs> Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, I bet. Brown's I love those show. guys. Uh, so, but for real, to follow up on Trevor's question, can we, like, are you saying that we no, can I'm be serious. guests because we're on camera? Or are do you really mean it? it? Yeah, I'm serious. We should, uh, we we should, should do, do that. Great call, Trevor. Uh, yeah, thanks, my Trevor. Favorite you got a song. We film yeah. on We film on Tuesdays. So, Tuesdays is a good or, day for us. We can make exceptions. Good day, good day for us. Good day. Tuesdays, Tuesdays are a good day. If Kim's there, we're in. Oh, so if she's not there, then you're not in? 
I'm a huge fan of Chuck, but people think we're the same guy, so I can't. That is We've true. never been in the same place at the same that time. That is true. Check out the podcast. Let's go. The next call is James. James, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing today? Good, pal. How you doing? Hey, doing good. Um, well, I have a question for Ryan. Um, which track have you felt like that you made the most improvements on so far this season? Uh, good question. Uh, yeah. Martinsville. Um, I used to be terrible at Martinsville, um, especially in the cup cars. The first, you know, two, three years I went there, I, I would run awful. And, um, you know, we started really picking it up uh, in the spring race last year. We ran, yeah. we led a lot of laps, ran third. Um, I think we've, we've run top five or six there, you know, the last three races. And, uh, it's weird, you know, Cal, I know, you know, like you go to some places and you struggle there and then all of a sudden one day it just kind of clicks, clicks and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. And then you have fun going there. Yeah. Cause you're running really good and you kind of realize of what you need to do to, to really figure out how to run practice and then throughout the race. And that, I'd say Martinsville, um, is the biggest one I really used to be bad at. And now I think we're, we're really, we run pretty good there. Um, the last few times I'll, I'll flip it the other way. Which tracks did you go to early on that you just hit them? Richmond. Yeah. Uh, we made, I made my first Xfinity start at Richmond in 2012. Uh, with Tommy Baldwin and that race kind of put us on the map I can yeah. say and ran great there run seventh and uh, but that's opposite I've run worse there every time I've gone yeah. back <laughs> which, which really stinks it's like I want to love that place so much but I I try something different every time there in a cup car yeah. and I just I run the same yeah and uh, that's part's really frustrating because it's a place I kind of got my start on it so. don't you think don't you find it crazy that that there's some tracks that you go to and it's like in the first lap you're like I'm going to love this place. Yeah. And there's some tracks you go to, and in the first five or six laps, it's like, I'm going to hate it until the day I step out of a <laughs> Yeah, You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of... The, what was Darl the one you hated? Darlington. Darlington. I hated Darlington. Which I, is why you said... Fill it up with water and have stadium bass fishing. That, that's what I wanted to do with Darlington. Sorry, that's a whole nother story. Still, for the record, I'd go watch. Still a it great idea. sound great pretty idea. interesting. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next caller. we got Anthony on the line. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing really good, Rollerswood. Kyle Pay, Ryan Blaney. How are you three doing today? Oh, wow. Good, Anthony. Nailed the intro. Anthony. Yeah. That's right. You know I'm going to be at Daytona this weekend. I'm going to be watching the race on the infield in turn three, so I'll be looking forward to that. So, uh, yes. so right. Yep, absolutely. So, right. I hear you're a huge fan of Star Wars. Well, I wanted to ask you this question. What is your all-time favorite Star Wars movie? All-time favorite Star Wars movie. That's a Great. good one. That is question, a good one. Yeah. That is a good. Each Great question, Anthony. Thank you very much, man. To the plate. And we're, yeah. we're glad Thank you're you. a part of it. Oh, is Anthony? A, Anthony is a regular caller. Regular we call. like Anthony. Yeah. That's why I was Anthony giving him the time okay. reference. <laughs> okay. That's why I was giving Anthony the right. time reference. Uh, my all-time favorite, so it's kind of hard for me to, I like, well, Empire, I think you can easily say is kind of the, the main favorite of most people, and it's one of my favorites, but the first one I ever saw was episode one, Phantom Menace. Mm. It came out in 99. I was six, seven years old. Um, so that one's always been special to me, even though a lot of people don't like it. Just the first one I ever yeah. saw as a kid. And that's what kind of got me into it. Then you get older, you realize, oh, they made movies, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, you get a little older, so you're like, oh, cool. And uh, so, yeah, between episode one and Empire, I, uh, I really like once you saw episode one, then what did you Did you yeah, go what back was your order? How to did that the work? future? How did that yeah, work? So I, so, you know, I, I saw one, two, three first, cause just because was, that was my yeah, age. I sure. was young and, and stuff like that. And then as I, you know, after I saw one, two, three, uh, I got a little bit older, um, I went back and watched four, five, six. So. Did you watch, who did you watch those with? Because I can't think that just your me. dad can sit still long enough to no. watch a movie. No, dad doesn't like it. Dad doesn't like Star Wars at all. Um, dad only likes working on race cars. And yeah, racing. That's, it. that's all dad likes. Uh, so no, no one in my family was a Star Wars fan. They didn't, I don't know how I, I really liked them, but I remember going to the theater and seeing episode one as a kid and I just really enjoyed it. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I think at, at that age, you're kind of interesting. Yeah. You're kind of developing of like who you want to be, like your personality is kind of coming out and just, that was the right time okay, to so see Okay, so through it. the whole thing, who's your favorite? Who did you want to be? Well, from episode one, I thought Darth Maul was awesome. Double, I had a double-sided lightsaber as a kid. Oh, uh, they made those like they, you know, expand. Uh, so I did as a kid, and uh, but I have a Darth Vader tattoo on my leg. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. So. Stuff you only find out on motor. I'll take. Things I would have never guessed for 100, yes, please, out. Yes, please, please, please. <laughs> Fantastic. And just, just to wrap this yep. up, how about on the count of three, if you've ever been in a lightsaber battle, 
Hold your hand up. One, two, three. Coming up, we'll continue our tour of 50 states. I love you. With a trio, with a trip to Herschel McGriff's home state of Oregon when NASCAR American Motor Mouths return. We just aren't cool enough. That's why we've never been out for that. You knew I was going to raise my hand. Tomorrow night, the Canon Pro Series rolls into Douglas County Speedway in Oregon, where Haley Deegan looks to take over the points lead from Derek Krause. Coverage begins Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on NBCSN. And Douglas County is the next stop on our tour of 50 states in 50 days. Built in 1965, DCS is operated by the Pacific Racing Association and is one of only two asphalt tracks in the state. Each year, the track hosts several events which gives back to the community, including the Kitty Potter Race for the Cure. One of the unique aspects of the Speedway is a scoring tower, which hangs over the track looking directly down at the start-finish line. How cool is that? One of the Speedway's legends is the late Roy Harvey. He raced for 54 years, was on the track's board, and helped make DCS what it is today. I like his tagline, no friggin' excuses. Right? Yeah, that's perfect. It's perfect. It's pretty big. Now, when you're talking about <laughs> racers from Oregon, the man at the top of that list is your buddy, Herschel McGriff. Herschel McGriff. Can you believe, okay, Herschel McGriff in 1950 left Portland, Oregon and took a, took a, a, a ruler on an atlas and drug it to Darlington, South Carolina and stayed as close to that line as he could, got to Darlington, ran the race in the same car that he drove over there, turned around and went back home when the race was over with. Huh. Ran the first race at Darlington. Herschel, he's been nominated for the Hall of Fame. Uh, drove um, drove a couple cars for my dad. Run Daytona. Run a lot of cup races with the Winston West champion. He was NASCAR on the West Coast for a lot of years. Herschel McGriff, remember that. Next time the Hall of Fame votes, Herschel McGriff. Believe me, man. Yeah, I mean, a legend. You can't talk about legendary names in racing with you at the table and not talk about yes. Lou Blaney. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, my grandpa was just a dirt racer, really. You know. Uh, from Ohio and uh, ran most of his life pretty much dirt modifieds. Ran a little bit of the early days in dirt sprint cars, but mainly dirt modifieds. And uh, the 11th annual Lou Blaney Memorial Night is uh, is this Saturday night. Check out Saturday. That. Uh, Saturday. Yeah. New shirt. And yeah. that's yeah. at Brand Sharon Speedway. Brent, uh, yeah, at Sharon Speedway in Hartford, Ohio. The track my dad's owned for you know over a decade, and I grew up there a lot uh, watching races. And uh, dad's going to run there. He won last year. He's a two-time winner there. He's oh. a two-time, only repeat winner there. So he's going to try. And he won at Sharon last Saturday. So he got a little practice run Ooh. in. Uh, so yeah, so that was last year. So um, hopefully it goes well. But that's such cool. a cool racetrack, such a cool event. And it yeah. you know, it helps. Uh, we work with the Alzheimer's Association on that. And uh, they do a really great job of promoting yeah, it's that. That's a cool program. And I know cool everybody program. in town that, that knows your wonderful grandma, uh, she's she's always there for this race, isn't she? Oh, she's yeah, she's there, I think, longer than anybody. She's there before anybody and she stays later than everybody yeah. and you met her when I we did, did. Racing <laughs> your grandmother. Yeah. yeah i texted her and said i was going to be on the show with brett so uh yeah there we are we're getting measured you're getting uh, on the door man yeah there you shrunk. go you were definitely probably you and dale were the tallest for sure on that door yeah for, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh uncle dale uncle dale. right yeah, yeah we got i got real lucky there I, I feel like that's one of those things when people talk about you know my my career in nascar one day they're like and yeah you're in ryan's grandmother's <laughs> That's a big deal. I want to go back to something important: the race. How important is that to to your family and to Alzheimer's? To what to what you're trying to do? Yeah, well, that's you know that was really we just started the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation two months ago, yeah, two or three months ago, and that's what our focus is: is yeah. Alzheimer's and things like that. And um, really, the Lou Blaine Memorial Night is kind of what started it. You know, uh, when my grandfather passed away, then um, we started this Lou Blaney Night and. Uh, have great night of racing. People can go and donate uh, to the Alzheimer's Association and work towards a good cause. And then, you know, when I was finally kind of able to get this foundation up and running, that's what we're doing. We kind of took yeah. it to the next level and, and want to do that. So um, that was really the the main cause. You want to do something that is very personal yes. to you and your family. Yeah. And that was, you know, personal to us. So uh, it's been a great, you know, two or three months of really getting to meet a lot of people, um, a lot of people who do a lot of research, doctors, things like that. Uh, I was in Lehigh Valley up in Pennsylvania last week. Uh, went to the Fleming Memory Center and uh, really got to meet a lot of people that and learned cool things about what they're doing to try to not only you know for research purposes on trying to help the disease, but 
teaching volunteers and, and people who are living at home uh, who have a loved one that ha has Alzheimer's of how to treat them and kind of change the way that they approach yeah. you know, that person because it's, it's a lot different. You have to yeah. really adapt and make that person very comfortable. So it's, um, it's been off to a good start and uh, you guys are like this. We're rebuilding a 74 Bronco. Oh, no and, uh, way. Yeah. Auctioning it off at Barrett Jackson in January. No way. No way, man. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And all that will go to the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you want to bid, we were going half season. I don't know. You got to sell that step side first. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, the step in is step uh, in first, man. Yeah, that'd be true. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I know you wish you could be there. Because you and I have gotten to take a couple laps around mm. here at Speedway. Yes. yes. Could I just put like a, an ask in? If there's ever a race where the three of us could go catch mm. and, and go watch a race at Sharon Speedway, would you let us know? Well, because this was a lot of fun in a Mustang yeah. rental. Yeah, we uh, we had a good time. Um, I, it's So that race for a long time, you know, the first seven or eight years used to be on a Wednesday. It used to be midweek yeah. so I could go. And now it changed to the weekend, Saturday night, and it's just – Happen to be Daytona weekend yeah. always, and we can't. I can't make it out there. But uh, whenever there is a weekend, we get off and we can go to that race or any kind yeah. of Sharon's race. I'll let you know. Get, uh, Just so you know, I've been there. I've, I've raced there. You have not. I, I wouldn't call it a race. I wouldn't call it a race. Uh, his dad, his dad, Kenny Schrader, and Tony Stewart was. We went up there yeah. to sign autographs, and they said we're going to run a match race. You want to run? And I said no. I don't have any of my stuff. Little did I know that those three had gone on my truck and got <laughs> all of my all of my stuff. So they let me, they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out and warm up. We'll come in, talk about it, and then we'll run the race. Run like six laps. Sure. So um, <laughs> we went out, we warmed up. We never talked about it. They lined us up. They dropped the green flag. And my claim to fame is six laps with Dave Blaney, Tony Stewart, and Kenny Schrader, and I never got lapped. How about that's that? good. That's it. One time good I was one. so far out in that's, turn one. That's for real one, for the record. One time I was so far out in turn one, so far over the over the cushion out, that I could see people running off of turn two. <laughs> and when the race was over, they asked this guy, I said, what's up? And he said, I've never seen anybody come back from there. <laughs> hey, there you go, man. You did yeah. something that no one else has ever done. That's my claim to fame. Yeah, I remember those days. You know, yeah. I would come up, have people come up. And yeah, that was fun, nice man. enough to come, sign autographs yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that exhibition. Oh, that, that was, was fun. An exhibition. That's a good way to put good it. That was an exhibition. Ryan thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. I think I was running. <laughs> You're smart, man. Ryan Blaney, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah. It's been awesome. Thanks, thank you guys for watching us. So cool that we got to lead in after that amazing soccer game. That'll do it for us here in Charlotte. We will see you the next few days in Daytona. Have a great night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.